Welcome to another exciting adventure that is the Huntington University Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Alberani, and I do have to say that this episode was an adventure with Comet forward Mark Rassel. We jumped everywhere. This was just an absolute ball, a fantastic time. So get ready. You're going to want to put the headphones on real tight and listen to this one because it's one of the all-time beauties with Comet forward Mark Rassel. Let's get right to it. All right, well, you got a new roommate. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pros and cons of living alone. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to put Dover on the spot here. Hopefully, he doesn't have to listen to this. But uh, yeah, living alone. Like at the start of the year, I was with DJ King. Uh, then obviously, yeah. he got traded to Norfolk, and I was alone. And, you know, New City, I was a rookie. Dover was alone as well because Fancy got called up. So, you know, we came to the office, asked if we could live together. They said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Move in with Dover. We're together for maybe two weeks. He gets called up. See you later. So I'm back, <laughs> back to square one alone again. Starting to think I might be the problem. <laughs> You know, and he thinks he's going up for for a weekend or maybe two weeks. Yeah. He doesn't pack a lot, so his his room's still a mess. Like <laughs> everything's in there. And, you know, every every new guy we get, every guy that comes in, I'm getting a call from coach and the owners being like, "Is that room available? Like, can we move him in?" I'm yeah. like, "Well, I mean, yeah, it's open, but like, I'd have to pack up all of Dover's stuff. Like, I'd have to fold all his laundry, do yeah. everything for him. You know, find boxes. So, like, yes, it's available if needed, but like, not really." Yeah. And also selfishly, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dub's coming back down too eventually. He's telling me every day, he's right. like, yeah, I don't know how much longer I'll be here. So I'm, I want to live with my friend. Obviously, we lived together last year at school. So I'm, you know, trying to keep the room yeah. for him just a little bit selfishly. <laughs> you know, finally comes back down and, you know, wakes me up this morning doing his, making his breakfast. I'm like, ah, go back up already. <laughs> I need, I, need the, I need the spot back. But. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, is, is he, uh, I mean, you get roommates like that, but yeah, again, selfishly, you're like, well, I want my friend, you know, but obviously sometimes that doesn't happen. So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know, you just meet each other and now you're living together. Yeah. Hey, you, <laughs> welcome, you, welcome team, welcome Fort Wayne, new city, uh, here's yeah. your new roommate. Uh, right, right. You know, hope you guys get along. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been good. Like having Dove back, it's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. He's only been here for three days and like I said, we lived together yeah, yeah. all of last year, played four years together at school. So, you know, it's just having, you know, imagine best friend from college yeah. you get to do your first real job together it's incredible it's like oh and they're paying us <laughs> really <laughs> all right how does this happen yeah. sign me up yeah yeah so you're another one of the umb guys yeah you know uh, the comets farm team apparently so <laughs> yeah so how did you get here last year so how, what was that uh the journey like to get to fort wayne i'm sure you are obviously knew everybody <laughs> knew everybody you know obviously keeping tabs on everybody yeah. as you do and uh you know, it was actually Oliver Cooper who I played with on a line. When Coop was at school, we played Doug McFalls, yeah. myself, Oliver Cooper. You know, we were a good line. We liked playing together. And, you know, there was a COVID pause in January last year in U Sports. Yeah. Um, whole league shut down for about a month. Coop was texting Dover and I being like, hey, like, if you need, like, I'll put a good word in for you guys. Like, come join the fellas in Fort Wayne. And, you know, obviously I ended up staying. And then after Nationals in April, um, Coop texted again. Dove, my, Dove and myself said, like, what about now? And I was in. Dove ended up getting an opportunity in the AHL. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't. So I said, you know, like, you know, why, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I come play with the guys that I, yeah. you know, I know it makes the transition super yeah. easy? And so, yeah, it's like every guy on the team's asked me, like, what is going on? Like, why is there so many UMB guys here? And I tell them the same story. It's like, it's just word of mouth. It's like, right. hey, I'm going to put a good word in for you. Like, we're friends. Like, do you want to play here? Like, yeah, I want to play here. So then, you know, we tell coach, like, hey, this guy wants to come. He's a good player coach and you know obviously management do their research and they agree and next thing you know we have you know i think at one point we had seven umb guys yeah. on the roster this season so yeah. it's pretty incredible 
I mean, it's 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 awesome. You know, that you guys know each other and are able to to come down here. And uh, has Coop always been like this? The way he is, yeah, he's always smiling. Yeah, <laughs> always smiling, always goofy, and you know, <laughs> unless you're wearing stripes, and then uh, yeah, you know, he does have that switch. He does, and and it's incredible. Anyone that meets him, anyone that interacts with yeah. him, like at a fan event, he's the nicest guy. He smiles like last guy off the ice at the yeah. skate on Sunday, just like. You know, one of the best person, you know, best people. He's a maritimer, you yeah. know, good classic Canadian boy, yeah. nicest guy ever. And then, you know, a switch will flip and, <laughs> and he's screaming at you and you just kind of got to let him go. I mean, I've played with him for years and, you know, he'll calm himself down. You yeah. Gotta, like, like a toddler, you just got to let him wind down a little bit. <laughs> I think it was a time in, in Toledo this year where he got slashed, no call comes back next shift he scores and he gives this death stare to the referee i like i'm like wow I'm like i felt that from up here <laughs> it was the meanest face i've ever seen him make i like i mean knowing the guy it's just hilarious and if you watch him if you put like an isolated camera yeah. on him that mean face comes out two or three times a game right and it's only when good things happen but he wants to show that he's still pissed off right about, right you know, the previous right. thing <laughs> So, I mean, if he's going to score being mad, I mean, I'll rile him up myself every game if he's going to keep playing like that. <laughs> Do you have that switch? No. You're, you're just uh, I, uh I need to I need to be loose and light. Really? I, uh, don't play angry. <laughs> I just, I find I don't do much when I'm angry. I, I try to, like, play light, but obviously there's, there's you know, there's too loose and there's too angry. I got to find that, that happy right. medium. But, yeah, for the most part, I, I, I don't think guys have seen me flip <laughs> too often. Well, you came to town, man, and you, like, right in the playoffs. And you like I think you led the team in points or goals or whatever last year. That was incredible. Yep, to, was, to get thrown into that. I mean, a game seven. I mean, you went seven games overtimes. I mean, it's thrown into the fire yeah. for sure. I was uh, you know game one I played. We lost at home. Game two uh, I got I was healthy scratched. Uh, They're like you know yeah we're gonna put the veterans in. Yeah. And I was like yeah that makes sense. Like, yeah. I you know barely know these guys first yeah. names at this point. And we lost that one too. So game three I got put in. And I was put on the power play and I think I had you know a goal and assist. I ended up getting a couple points. Game four a couple points and it was kind of one of those like okay like I didn't expect this to happen but it's happening so let's roll with it. And then obviously game seven I still like I'm still you know beating myself <laughs> up because about three minutes left I had like a little partial breakaway yeah. missed the net by about an inch. Obviously losing OT and like that's the season but it was an incredible run and yeah. I mean, I sit next to Alvaro in the room, and he always is telling stories about last year. And he's like, "You were there for that?" I like, no, I yeah. was. I was only here for about two weeks, Alvaro. <laughs> but just because of the two weeks and how you know high stress, the playoffs, and yeah. just how crazy it was, like it gave like guys like Alvi, they thought I was here all year. Yeah, so, no, <laughs> just a couple of weeks, just one or two weeks, and got my cup of coffee, and you know, and then the season was over. Yeah, so. yeah. Then you came back. Came back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worked out well. You know, I see that. You know, the affiliation switching from Vegas to, to Bakersfield, yeah. like there was a lot of uh, uncertainty this summer. I think that's something the fans, I don't know if they really see that side of it where right. it's, you know, like you're with, you know, say like a guy like Bowden's last yeah. year, he's up with Henderson. Obviously Henderson really likes him, you know, but obviously Fort Wayne here, he's loved. Uh, affiliation switches, like are we going to get Bowden's back or is, is Henderson yeah. slash, you know, now yeah, Savannah, yeah. are they going to get his rights or how does it all work? And it is very confusing. So the fact that it worked out that, you know, Bakersfield signed, you know, myself, Rimshaw, yeah. you know, Bowden's guys that, yeah. you know, we're here in Fort Wayne and obviously Rimmer and Bowden's are loved in Fort Wayne. And obviously I'm a new guy here, but it, the fact that it worked out with Bakersfield, I think it's been great so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have, a, yeah, you had a great summer, right? I mean, you have a great summer, yeah. long, very well. long compared to, <laughs> you know, obviously being in university, having to go back yeah, yeah. Labor Day or even early yeah. that mid August, you know, when training camp starts. You know, mid-October, I was uh, there was a couple of weeks at the end of the month. I was kind of just staring at the clock. It was starting to already get cold in Canada, and I was like, "This is not normal." Like, it, right, I'm used right. to my summers, and then my winters. Not right. 
being in this transitionary period. But <laughs> yeah, good summer worked. Uh, I yeah. actually completed my MBA this summer with an internship. So oh, what'd it you was, do? Uh, what's, what was your, okay, let's talk about the education. Go, so go back to education. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I was doing my, uh, my master's, my MBA in sport and rec management. Uh, Doug McFalls is in the same program. We were both kind of enticed by our coach to come back, do this program, play one more year at school. Yeah. Um, and for me, just scheduling how it worked out is all I needed was an internship to, to graduate and get my master's. Uh, my summer job, the previous, you know, five, six years was just coaching hockey camps. Yeah. Um, so when, when they called me to coach, I kind of countered and I said, well, I need an internship, you know, it's sport and rec management. Like this is pretty much exactly the job you're looking to fill is what the job I need. Yeah. So let's call it an internship. I'll just continue working. And it actually worked out. So I was running, I was running hockey schools for four weeks in Calgary with the Okanagan hockey camps. Um, a lot of prep work that went into that too before, but four weeks of execution. I had you know, 24, 25 staff under me. Yeah. Some of them older than me, but I was, I was running the camp. I was wearing the collared <laughs> shirt. Um, and then I'd worked with most of them, you know, as like their, you know, as an on ice coach years prior. And now that I was in the manager's position, it was kind of weird. The dynamic of yeah. like me having to tell people what to do. So did that for four weeks, pretty uneventful, which was good in our <laughs> line of work with kids camps. I mean, I call it like glorified babysitting with, well, with hockey. And I, I've kids, heard so. the stories of Benny's camp, the one yeah. that he runs, yeah. that it's massive. Ours is in Calgary. It's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. Uh, it's very popular. It's a, it's a big, you know, prep school up there yeah. that runs camps in a couple of different cities. I just run the Calgary ones and, you know, in years past, there's been horror stories like, you know, kids that are addicted to peeing on the outside of the toilet. Like, man, you're, you're nine. Like, figure it out. It goes in. Addicted. Uh, like, it was it's almost like doing it on purpose. Well, I got my best friend a job there one summer, and he was like, is this every year? I was like, no, like, you just got the lucky year with the kid that's addicted to, you know. He's like, he's just bad luck. So, this summer... Thankfully, I don't know if it was a change in management, but had we had no uh, we had no terrible kids. It was a great summer for <laughs> for everyone involved. Going to be doing a guy again next summer, which is nice. Just you know, something to do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, knock on wood, we don't bring that kid back. <laughs> does, that, does that stop you from wanting to have kids of your own one day? Because it might it, that would probably do it for me. It's ruined a <laughs> lot of names. Oh, so really? you know, one one of these days when I find a wife and you know have kids. We're going to be going through name checklists yeah. and that's being, no, that kid. And that was week, <laughs> week two of 2017. That, that name's gone. You know, can't what are some of the names? Uh, Liam. Liam. And, no and, I know, and Liam, no. Liam's there every year and he knows. And this was from about five, six years ago. And I really hope my friends listen to me because they'll know who Liam is. And I, I vent, I vent all the time <laughs> about little Liam. Liam. <laughs> I think Liam is 13 now. Okay. Because he was at the camp last year. But when I was coaching, it was my first or second year, and he was his first year playing hockey. I think he was eight, and he was a menace, an absolute <laughs> menace. And I, I hate that I'm admitting this publicly because I think he knows that he's my arch nemesis, and he's now a 13 year old. But this kid, like when I was coaching on the ice, you know, you drop a drill. <laughs> You know, you want the kids, you know, you have the coaches help you move the pucks. Yeah, and the yeah. kids go in line. They try to do it. Yeah, yeah. And this kid, it was his first time playing hockey. I don't think he knew anything, but all he wanted to do was skate as fast as he could and take slap shots. <laughs> so, you know, I blow the drill. He's supposed to go around the cones. He just goes right down to the other end, interrupts the other Drew, like <laughs> smokes a puck out of another kid's hands. I'm like, what are you doing? I said, I just want to take slap shots. So, and then just, you just couldn't control him. There was no, yeah, there yeah. Was nothing to do. No train, no amount of training that I had could have helped me deal with this kid i'm like well, he just doesn't want to do what i'm trying to tell him to do off the ice same thing didn't like to listen just wanted to like run as fast as he could 
And now, I mean, credit to him. I saw him again this year at the camps. You know, after the COVID, the camps kind of got screwed up a yeah, little yeah. bit. He's back. Regular schedule program, he's back, and he's pretty good. He's figured <laughs> it out. He's a pretty good player. He's a pretty good kid. And I'm telling these stories in, like, the staff room about this, like, Liam. Like, yeah, that's him. Like, that's my arch nemesis and all these horror stories. They're like, he's actually pretty well behaved now. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> it's so, a ruse. Don't and, fall for it. And the worst part is my, my brother's <laughs> oldest born is named Liam. Oh, I love no. him, kid. And he's awesome. He's like, great <laughs> nephew. He's so, like, so mature, so polite. I'm like, no, that's neat. You can't do it. So Liam's room for me. I'm going to find Liam. I'm going to bring Liam here one night. There's a good chance this summer some kid is going to somehow, like, they're a day. These kids are so good with their phones and the internet. They, yeah, yeah. Like, even from, like, my time in, like, the Western Hockey League, they'll, like, Google me. And they'll find like an obscure interview from my yeah. past, and they'll bring it up. Be like, "Hey, like, why'd you say this?" I was like, "That was ten years ago. <laughs> How did you find that?" Or like NHL twenty two, or yeah, you know, when I was in the Western League, it was like NHL twenty, and they're like, "Man, you're terrible. You're fifty five <laughs> overall. Like, why are you coaching me?" And then I'm like, "Well, what are you in the game? You're not in the game." <laughs> Oh yeah, my character's better than yours. Okay, well, there's just no winning with these kids and the internet. So, some kid's gonna find this podcast interview somehow, show it to Liam, and that—that's my job. Liam's 13, so maybe another 10 years we can sign him. Probably. <laughs> with his trajectory from running around on ice, slap shots to where he is now, like, he might be a player. Yeah. So, are you a disgraced hockey reporter? Is that disgraced it? hockey reporter? Okay. Yeah. I had a feeling this was going to come uh, up. Yeah, oh, yeah, because I had to look, I had to look that up. Yeah, uh, I had to hear the story about this. Well, how much time do we have? So we my, got all the time. My, the world, one of my best friends growing up, his name's Andy Dunn. He went to uh, Columbia University in Manhattan, and they have a ACHA Division Three club yeah. hockey program. So Division Three club hockey, it's it's not good. Um, one of the guys on his team, like it's it's a for Columbia especially, they were right. they were a no cut team basically just you know like a club yeah everyone comes out everyone plays have some fun uh they had players that never played hockey before that were on their team just wanted to meet new people uh they had players who didn't know where to line up on face-offs they had players like there's guys that didn't know the rules of yeah. the game but came out and wanted to learn to beat like this was american culture canadian culture let's join the hockey team you know meet new people understand an american sport and stuff like that um so my best friend was a really good hockey player so he was their best player. He ended up becoming their president, treasurer, like every type of er there is under the map. He was for that program. Um, him and his friends, and they wanted to like legitimize the program, make it better, find better recruits. But it's hard to recruit for Division Three. So what we decided to do is my group of friends um, decided to pretend like this was the National Hockey League. Like these kids were okay. awesome. So I got on Twitter, and another friend of ours, Zach's, got on Twitter. And every game that happened, he would send us, like, the score sheet and a couple things that happened. And we would pretend to tweet like we were, like, pundits. Yeah. Like, hearing insider information that, like, that shift in the third, big momentum line from, you know, Zach Franklin and this other guy really, you know, turned the course of the hockey games. But we would tweet at as if it was, like, the NHL and we were NHL insiders. Yeah. But it was this inside joke because they were just Div 3 club hockey, yeah. no one in the stands. And then Columbia messed up because they gave us access to their website. <laughs> So when we got access to the website, we uh, created the Columbia University Hockey Club Writers Association. It was like a ridiculously long acronym. Yeah. And we started writing reports, like reports, articles, anything about like the insider scoop of Columbia Club Hockey. And I obviously didn't have any access to the team. I was in New Brunswick doing my own degree, yeah. playing my own hockey, like my own legitimate yeah. good university <laughs> yeah. hockey. Yeah. 
but I would spend my days off writing fake articles about whatever I thought of under the sun. Um, and so did another guy. And we would publish it to Columbia's main website as these legit articles. And it made the program look pretty good. Yeah. So from an outsider perspective, you're like, well, you have these two reporters, probably students like working on their journalism degree. You know, it's really making this team look good. The website was really professionally done. And they actually started getting like players that didn't know there was a hockey team in yeah. Columbia, like good hockey players that happened to be at the university, found the website, thought it was legit, tried out, were actually pretty good. And the team started winning. <laughs> so I was like, oh God, now we got to keep doing this. <laughs> but it was all about, it was mostly satire. And everyone that was in the know uh, right, knew right. that we were just joking around. Yeah. I didn't actually know anything. I didn't, re- I didn't interview anyone. I just made up these random reports. There yeah. was seven or eight inside jokes within every article that I wrote. Like, Every game, the coach had a brand new three-piece suit because I was told he would dress well once. Yeah. So every game, I gave him a new suit. I described it, you know, in detail, uh, the colors. Like, yeah. And I don't know anything about suits. And then every game, you know, something new happened. One of their obscure players had the best game of his life, even though he probably played two shifts. <laughs> and it's and, it, and we would just do this for often. There was the yeah. one and there was one incident we'll call it where I wrote an article. They went to a tournament and I just did a recap. Like yeah. They won this, that, and that, whatever. But. During the article, they, uh, they, I didn't, I made a joke where I didn't know where the tournament was, and I didn't know who the the host team was. Yeah, and we made up this whole controversy about how like an official Columbia reporter, like, uh, disgraced the school because he didn't know where Newman University was in Philadelphia, and other teams bit. Other teams at the tournament were like, "How can you publish this? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is supposed to be like professional. Like, it's club hockey. Like, we're trying to like legitimize our game." So then I started getting it, and like other club hockey teams are tweeting at me and pissed off <laughs> they're all mad at me so that was the first of many controversies and it generated clicks for the website so then we went all in and every other week there was a new controversy with me doing something wrong intentionally yeah. intentionally yeah and we just generated clicks for the website and last year <laughs> columbia after i don't know i think it was like 64 years without winning a championship they yeah. won their first championship <laughs> Because and, of you. And because me and my, <laughs> can't say it, my dumb friend decided to tweet about these these teams. But yeah, I can proudly say I'm blocked by three different club hockey programs on Twitter <laughs> because I'd start, you know, chirping back at them. Right, right. Yeah, and they didn't realize it was satire. <laughs> like, I've got offers to go to Sacred Heart, not Sacred There was Sacred Heart Hates Me and uh, <laughs> Northern Virginia, Nova, Northern Virginia Community College. They, uh, they told me I couldn't enroll in their uh, essay writing class for free because they didn't like my article. <laughs> they weren't good enough. So <laughs> Obviously, yeah. they were. I mean, they yeah. worked. Yeah. And then my uh, my friend graduated. So we needed a way out. And I didn't want to fake my own death. So <laughs> I just created one last controversy and then had the other guy suspend me for six years. So now, now I'm a disgraced former junior reporter of Columbia University. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's great. Yeah, that's how I spend my free time. Yeah, I guess. Just you know what? I, I think now you should uh, you should do the uh, summaries of every comment game now. So after the game, mm-hmm. we're on the bus. We play oh. too many games. <laughs> I could like, I, I had so much fun doing it. It sounded like, like it sounds like a I blast. can't even begin. Like I, I mean, I barely scratched the surface of some of like the dumb things that I would right. say. And it, I just had so much fun writing these. And like the guys on the team would read them together. Yeah. And it was like, and it's like, oh, I was quoted as saying this. And then like, they've never talked to me in their life. But it's just so much fun. I can't. Are you a big fan of The Onion? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, that's. And that's in all satire. I think yeah. Twitter is the greatest website in the world. <laughs> and like, 
say what you want. You know, the news, like the fake news, all that. Right, right. Twitter can be used horribly. But yeah. if you have the right algorithm and it's just shenanigans, yeah. it is the best website. Oh, yeah. It's oh, hilarious. fantastic. I yeah. love Twitter. Yeah. If you, right, if you take it for what it is worth, it is an entertainment product. Yeah. And you don't take everything seriously. There are some great parody accounts or just, I mean, they're fantastic. They'll have me cracking up. You know, even my friends yeah. on Twitter. Like yeah. last year, my friends were tweeting at like Justin Cohen. Yeah, about and because like, like you know, obviously Justin's doing his job, an yeah. actual journalist <laughs> with you know the, one of those little things called credentials. You know, a right to write about people. Right. And my friends are tweeting at him, just like joking around. My friends never. They I think it was five six years ago. They just agreed for whatever reason. They're never going to say my name right online. <laughs> so I've never been Mark Russell. I'm always yeah. I'm Mick. I'm Mike. I'm Matt. I'm a tail. <laughs> Russell, Rissell, Rissell, Raffle, uh, like Rossello. Like they'll never give me the right name. Yeah. But if you if you go on the quote tweets of any of a, any comment tweet about me, yeah. there's two or three of my friends in there being like, <laughs> "Remember Mick Rissell? Remember this guy?" And then some obscure lie. Yeah, but it's like like my friends just joke around on the internet. Right, they're right. addicted to it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Good, good entertainment. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hours in a day, and you, know, you spend a couple on Twitter. And <laughs> enjoy the little things, I guess. The and more of that story. And you are welcome for your profile picture. Oh, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Uh, and uh, my mom was, she'll be listening to this. She was getting, she was getting legitimately upset because I was the only guy on the team who didn't have a headshot for the longest time. Yeah. And we were up in Bakersfield during headshot day. Right, training right, camp. right. So right. it was fine. We missed yeah. it. Uh, but then when we came back, like they used, you know, rimmers and bows from last year, Dudley yeah. Falls from a previous team, but I was the only guy without one. So I kept getting texts like, when are they going to like admit you're on the team and take a picture of you? I just want to like, see your headshot. And then they do it one day, but it doesn't go on the website for two or three weeks. So I didn't so. see that. I'm the one who does that. I'm yeah. the one who puts it on there. I have no idea you guys had taken the picture. Yeah. So one day I'm actually scrolling. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of guys without any pictures. Mm -hmm. So I grab them. I, this, okay, this is what they Here's are. Here's the photo. Here's the one picture taken. <laughs> Like, they grabbed me, they pulled me out before a game. Yeah. There's a mess. They just, <laughs> here you go, here's your picture. And the next thing you know, it's on the website. It's cut off at my eyebrows. So, I mean, going back to loving Twitter, I was like, I can you know, tweet about this. <laughs> Rylan Peranto, another UMB guy, he goes, Marco, you haven't tweeted in a while. Like, are you, are you okay? And I was like, well, it's like my first year pro. Like, I don't want to step on my toes. Like, a lot of fans don't, like, they probably they don't, don't know get my you. Yeah, personality. Yeah. You know, it takes a while yeah. to warm up to my yeah. level of sarcasm and, you know, shenanigans, I'll say again. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, I'll try to get back at the Twitter game. Like, I'll throw a couple out there. And then this opportunity came up. And I was like, all right, that's it. Let's go. And, you know, Ben, so I tweet out that, you know, thanks for saving, showing, like, saving my hairline by cutting off my forehead. <laughs> Does pretty well. Gets a couple, you know, a lot of likes on Twitter. And Ben Boudreaux comes to the rink the next day and goes, Mark, I, I didn't know you had a personality. <laughs> And if you spend five minutes in the dressing room, like I am the most outspoken vocal right. rookie in league history. Like I, because of the comfort level with the UMB guys, yeah, I doesn't feel like I don't feel like a rookie. Just right. And the vets like Petro and Maggio, like yeah. they're just all great guys. And there's no like lurky vet, like you know, like the yeah, old yeah. times. Yeah, everyone's just we're on the same team. But you know, I'm often told I talk too much, and I know this. This will be the longest podcast ever. It'll be four hours. Um, and I'm told I talk too much. And then our coach comes in and goes, I didn't know you had a personality. I was like, well, you should. Like, that's something that I, you know, I always bring to a team is just yeah. bring the energy, crack a joke. Like, if we're, you know, if we're losing intermission, the guys are, like, you know, down. Like, you just need someone to kind of lighten the mood a little yeah. bit. Like, I'm one of those guys. Or, yeah. you know, or if we're up and we're having a good time, just add to it. You know, that's a guy, like, 
I say I'm like that, but Felibert. Felibert has got to be my favorite teammate of all time. He's he he's a beauty. So funny. He is a beauty, <laughs> and he doesn't have an off switch. Right. Like this that past week in the four and five, when we traveled from Wheeling to Toledo, we get in at four a.m. We're just walking up the bus. He's still just bouncing off the walls. <laughs> it's like when do you like recharge? Like everyone else is tired. You know, we're yeah. in the hotel. We're just trying to go to bed. And this guy's just bouncing off the wall, cracking his jokes, like elbowing you in the ribs, just laughing. And it's, it's nonstop with him, and it's hilarious. Like <laughs> he's so funny just to watch from afar. Like, he sits on the other side of the room. Alvaro and I just sit and watch him. And he's got this little routine before the games. Like six minutes before we're supposed to be on the ice for warm up, he's still not dressed. Right. And he's pretending to jump rope. <laughs> and he just does it. No one's watching him. Like he's not yeah. doing it to get a laugh. It's just yeah. what he does. But he's just like yeah. jump rope, like pretend jump roping up and down. And it's like don't like looking at the other team's lineup for minutes. And it's like we're on the ice in three minutes. Like get dressed. Like but you can't. You just watch him. You let him yeah. do his thing, and then he goes out and puts up four points. It's like, okay, well, that works. I'll respect his process. Yeah, maybe all you guys will start to pretend to jump rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take life less seriously, and maybe the results will come. Oh, so. Well, uh, let's, 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 get, okay, let's get into Mark Russell. You're from Calgary, mm-hmm. right? Calgary, you, Alberta. Did you get in the rodeo at all? Did you do any of that stuff? I... <laughs> No, I asked Winnie because he was from that area. He was yeah, from, yeah. Winnie Edmonton yeah. boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little more blue collar than myself, I'd yeah. say. But nah, that's a lie. He's from St. Albert. He's fine. <laughs> he acts more blue collar. But no, I'm a city boy. Uh, I have ridden horses before. I do. I yeah. love the Calgary Stampede. I think yeah. it's the best ten days of the year. And everyone, like when I talk about it, like, I speak with such passion about how great it is. Yeah. And it's not just like another festival. You know, good music. You know, beers, whatever. It the whole entire city shuts down. Yeah, the whole city shuts down. Like for like, there's not just like the 20s and the 30 year olds having a good time. Yeah, for a it's everybody. It's, it's 10 days. It's the entire city. Like I've, like I'll drop my mom and my stepdad. I'll, they're out. It's a Tuesday night, and I'm getting driving them home. It's like <laughs> the work parties. The work parties are more fun than anything else. Yeah, it's, it's if you can find your way into a random work party. It's oh yeah, it's my buddy's dad's cousin's friend's kid's job. All right, well here's 40 tickets and 40 drink tickets. Let's yeah. have some fun. Like I love Stampede. And the actual rodeo aspect of it is awesome as well. Like yeah. Going to the rodeo, going to the chuck wagon, it's just a lot of fun. It's in the dead heat of the summer. You're dressed up. You know, everyone's dressed up like a cowboy. Yeah. They've probably never roped or rided in their <laughs> life, but, you know, it's fun to pretend. You have a cowboy hat? Do you have yeah. a little gear? Oh, I got a gear. You I, do? Uh, so that's some stuff we need to see. Well, quick peek on my Instagram and you can see the outfit I've had. Really? I have worn the exact same shirt every single time I've gone to the Stampede since I was 18 years old. <laughs> It's awesome. It doesn't fit. <laughs> I call it my, uh, it's, it's six or seven cowboys riding off into a sunset yeah. on my shirt. So the bottom of it's black. There's silhouettes of like cowboys riding on their horses off into like a mountain range. And it's just a great shirt. Uh, and when I was young, you know, obviously same personality, do things just, yeah. you know, as a joke. I wore the same shirt twice, like back to back days. And someone kind of called me out on it. I was like, didn't you wear that yesterday? Yeah, I did. Like, it's my it's a great shirt. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. a good conversation yeah. starter. And I just decided from that moment when I was 18 or 19, I was like, well, I'm going to wear this shirt every single day now out of spite. And I don't even know who it was that called me out. And I'm 25. <laughs> and I still wear the shirt. And it is way too small to the point where I have to, I have to wrap, like, yeah. roll up the arms. Because if I, if I wore it full length, it would be maybe by my elbows. Yeah. So I roll up the arms, roll the sleeves. I wear my cowboy hat and I wear my jorts. And... <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about that's that. a look. You want to talk about pretend cowboys. Like I am exhibit a, but it's a conversation starter. Right. And right. everyone comes out. Man, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it? No idea. 
<laughs> no, I haven't worn it eight years. And I, I might have to retire it at some point, but I'm so deep into it. I just like, if I showed up to Stampede with <laughs> a different shirt on, there might be riots. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> Call the doctor. So, <laughs> What's I'll Liam going to think? <laughs> oh, if I see Liam at Stampede. <laughs> oh, that's trouble. Uh, I do have to retire the jorts, though. I did find a massive rip in them this year. So I'll have to go replace the jorts. I'm I'm a fan of the jorts. People it, hate on the jorts. Calgary is warm for 20 days a year. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend one of those days <laughs> sweating. <laughs> right. Because I have to pretend to be a cowboy and wear full leg jeans. Right. You know, it's 30 degrees Celsius, which is rare up there. I'm going to be wearing jorts. I'm going to let the, you know, yeah. let, let the legs yeah. breathe. People hate the, the – so many haters on the jorts, but I'm middle-aged, so it's like it's a thing for us. And they're just hilarious. Like, they're just <laughs> fun to look at. <laughs> Although the, I, ha, like, I can't wear – cowboy boots with jorts because it's just it's too much <laughs> even for my standards. for you like i i've tried i've looked and i've looked myself in the mirror and like is this how i want to present myself yeah. to the public and you know, yeah we're not there yet <laughs> so have you always been this way i mean you talk about liam what were you like when you were 10 i was probably worse i was just gonna say i've always been i've always loved humor like to laugh like to joke around try to have a good time in life yeah. i've always been the same way um Try, I'm trying to scramble to think of stories from my youth. I mean, <laughs> did you get in trouble a lot? I mean, were you never got really in trouble? You no, were just yeah. I was tiny. I was just like I was a year ahead in school. Yeah, and I was just smaller than everyone. Yeah, so like I, I can't like bully guys. I'm not going to intimidate people. <laughs> so I may as well just be funny. Right, right. Get you a lot so. of trouble. It got you out so. of out of a lot of beatings, like with me. Yeah, so that I, I could make people laugh. I so. just yeah. <laughs> Make people laugh, and that's it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. So when I was, we were in Edmonton for, I don't know, road game, maybe a tournament, and we spent, we had like time to kill, so we went to West Edmonton Mall, and the same friend that ended up going to Columbia, going on to great things. Like he got into Columbia himself. Like he's smart, he earned it. Yeah. I got into Columbia through his credentials, so I could write on their website. <laughs> so I wasn't, I'm not Ivy League, but this guy, we used to, we spent a full afternoon just like, just full sprinting in West Edmonton Mall just to get the looks off strangers because they thought it was like, what the hell are these kids doing? So then we were like sprinting and we'd like stop and just like stare at someone and like juke someone out like it's football. <laughs> and like our teammates are like, oh, yeah, like I went to this store, I bought this or I went to the swimming pool. I was like, what would you guys do? And we just mess with strangers. <laughs> it's going to get me killed one day, but for now it's funny. But yeah, no, you thought it was, I don't know, I terrorized my dad a good amount, just like trying to work out like what was funny and what's not funny. He was yeah. pretty much my target audience for yeah for the bad years because you never met a funny 12 year old in your life <laughs> they think they're hilarious but no they don't know they don't have enough life experience to be funny but yeah at that age i was working on my sense of humor and my poor dad had to sit through and pretend like it was good yeah and you do things that you know that are only funny to you yeah <laughs> and at that age it's even yeah. worse than at 25 because at least now i kind of know what's funny for other people like it might be a little bit more for me but at least like other people are getting somewhat of a kick out of it <laughs> So you weren't the class clown. I mean, I mean, you saw you weren't getting in trouble. I in wasn't school. getting in trouble. No, like outburst. I like, yeah. I was the youngest of four. Um, so like I couldn't really like I was never really like an outburst. And, yeah. So you're the baby. You know, so the baby. Yeah. So you, you got away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like my older brother was all upset because like when he was like sixteen, seventeen, it was you know you're out, come back, curfews, whatever, yeah. eleven. For me, it was, ah, just don't get arrested. But that, you're, like, what, you're the last of four. You're tired. Your, your parents are like, eh, I'm, I'm tired. Exhausted. She's like, 
The other ones are fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Make good, ju- make good, make good judgments. <laughs> good judgments. I like that. Just, just don't, don't get arrested. Don't, I don't, don't. Let's start with not getting arrested, but just don't wake me up when you come home. I need, I, I need that's my good. hours. Just that's good. Go through the side door. Yeah. It's yeah. like no. when I was a teenager, like my mother would never, if I was not home, she couldn't go to sleep. You know, but my dad, <laughs> he's sure. fine. I'm sure my mom's the same way. Like, I don't want to paint her with the wrong brush. I'm sure she worried, but yeah. I mean, at that point, just I think she knew I was. I was just like, yeah, no one's gonna hurt him. He's he's just an idiot. He's fine. <laughs> Even a cop, if they tried to arrest me, they'd be like, God, I don't want to sit with this guy for more than thirty minutes. Just take him home. We're not taking him downtown. But no, never been arrested. I do want that on the record. I have never been arrested. <laughs> Ever come close? No warrants. No, no warrants. No. I mean. Have you ever gotten a stern warning from I, it? I'm in the back of the cop car one time, and it was in Medicine Hat where I was playing juniors, and it was because the one of the refs or linesmen at the time in the league, they were also like they their day jobs were police officers, sure. firemen. They worked in town, and I just we left the bar at 2 a.m. and the cop just on his microphone was like, "Rassel, is that you?" And I was like, "Oh God, what did I do?" <laughs> he goes, "Hey, there's like there's like a backup with cabs. Like, get a couple teammates. I'll drive you guys home because I know you guys, yeah. and like I don't want you guys getting in trouble." So that's the one time I was in the back of a cop car. And yeah. I was, was my limo ride home. But <laughs> no trouble. Nothing. Team didn't. Yeah. We didn't do anything wrong. That's we just, good. <laughs> he was just trying to save us 10 bucks on a cab. That's good. That's nice. good. That's weird. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know, police officer being a referee. You they, know, but then, but, man, they really know you then, man. They I, really they know, know you. you. Yeah. And, and then you like, you know them too. So when you're in yeah. a game and they're messing up, it's don't quit your day job. <laughs> you're going nowhere. It's like, and then they pull you. I got pulled over by a cop. Uh, it was my very last day in Medicine Hat. I was skating with them in training camp, and I was going back home to Calgary because I had, I was going to university. I was just getting some ice times in Medicine Hat, and I'm you know finished practice. I'm driving back to Calgary. It's three hours, and I'm on the highway, in still in Medicine Hat. I get pulled over, and I'm like, oh, like damn it! I didn't got pulled over in four years in Medicine Hat, and of course the day I'm leaving, I'm getting pulled <laughs> over. Cop walks up, and was like, "Do you know how fast you're going? Oh, it's you." <laughs> Rassle. Said, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Grin on my face. How's it going? He goes, you know I'm not getting you a ticket. I was like, I learned that just now. He goes, you know how fast you're going? I said, too fast. He goes, get out of here. He was so upset that he pulled me over. And he goes, it's you. Get out of here. <laughs> Thank God I'm nice to the officials. I'm always like, try to get on their good side. Well, right? sure. Like yeah. You know, what's, like, the, what's the point of uh, chumming it up? Yeah. One, of the, one of the linesmen a couple of weeks ago told me, uh, talking about my tweet about my headshot. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted the other day, uh, like the next day, about my airport service at, uh, yeah, the, yeah, at Chili's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, the linesman comes up to me. He goes, big, big fan of Chili's, eh, Rass? I'm like, so you're on my Twitter. I was like, okay, like I can use this one of two ways. But yeah, I'm trying to get in the good books of the linesman, the refs, and the leagues. Maybe <laughs> maybe I fall down and they and they put us on the power play or you know something like that. Try to get in their good books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's the point of... Uh being upset. No one likes yeah. to get yelled at. Right. Like, yeah, they're, right. they're refs, and they, it's pretty much an expected part of your job. But yeah. Like, in a referee, like, people are going to disagree. It's a passionate game. People are going to be upset with what you do and deem it unfair. But I'm pretty sure most refs aren't trying to screw one team or the other. Yeah. I think they're just trying to get out, get in, get out, yeah. like, call a fair game. So for me, if I can influence them in any way by being nice to them yeah. and, or, you know, whatever... Like maybe there's something subconscious where that's Ras, I'll let it slide. That's Ras, yeah. you know, maybe it's not offside. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> if it works. I'm sure it doesn't, but in my head it does. I could totally see you being a ref now. Or if someone, if there's a scrum and a big tough guy grabs me and starts yeah. bumping my face, I'm, a linesman will jump in and save me. Because <laughs> I was funny on Twitter once. 
But I can see you being a ref. I can see you being that funny guy. I I think there's a line. I don't I don't know what what I mean. I did go to school and have a master's degree, so I think it'd be kind of a waste of time if I just <laughs> used. I mean, the PHBA has that has a great program where like, yeah, yeah. they accelerate guys from yeah. playing in, into refing, and I think it works out well. And I think guys do really well. Yeah. It's a great program, and I, I wouldn't even put myself past it. it would be. At the end of the day, it would be funny. Like, hey, what if you went and got a master's degree and didn't use it? <laughs> well, but yeah, like, I think as a ref, like, some refs try too hard to be your buddy. Yeah. And they try to, like, chum it up too much. Like, as a linesman, I think it's fair game. Like, linesmen, they, they can chum it up all they want to, or, to an extent. I mean, <laughs> Coop hears this, he's going to strangle me. He hates them all. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I think you can, like, have that, like, that rapport with players yeah, and, yeah. I mean, like if you listen to like nhl when they're mic'd up and the refs and players yeah. are to, to each other an outside perspective it's like, like how is that allowed like, yeah you wouldn't say that in a peewee game and you wouldn't but at that level like there's the respect where it's like look we're both at the top of our craft yeah there can be a little you know an fu back and forth yeah and like it's, it comes from a, like a place of respect right 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 so so what is your gr- degree you have this master's degree what does that prepare you to do Coach kids hockey camps. That's it. Yeah, masters <laughs> in. It. I hope no one from the school's listening. Yeah. I mean, you could have you could have interned here. I mean, sports management. I uh, mean, that's so yeah, sport and recreation management. Yeah. So it actually works out well if I want to work uh, like prep schools, like high schools that in Canada. It's absolutely taking over minor hockey. Is these these prep schools that you go send your kid to an academy? They play yeah. for the school, and it's I mean, obviously you still get your education, but. It's uh, the, the, the dynamic of you're practicing, you're working out, you're playing for your school. It's almost like they're trying to reinvent high school hockey, which the States has, yeah. which is where I live in, like in Alberta, there's no high school hockey. Right. So if I wanted to work at like a prep school like that, or I'm sure coaching or, you know, on the management side of, you know, maybe a junior hockey team or something, work my way up, the degree helps me with. A lot of it was, you know, issues in sport and recreation society today, like how we can use sport to, for the betterment of society. Um, I don't want to get into the boring details of that, but <laughs> Jackie would be upset if I didn't mention her class. She's one of the professors I liked. And um, yeah, it's so sport and rec management. So I was, when I was arguing with my faculty at school for my internship, they didn't want me to do it at a place I'd already worked. And I was like, well, this is literally right, exactly what you want. Yeah. Sport and recreation. Yeah. Like this is, this is the degree. This yeah. is what you set me up for. So um, yeah, it's something that, I took the degree. I didn't. Like, I didn't go to university expecting to like stay and yeah. get a second degree. But just with COVID and missing a full season, yeah. and you know, I was just enjoying that aspect of of life. Like as a hockey player, you're 16 years old. You're put in this bubble, and you're a hockey player, and that's what you are. That's what you are. Getting the opportunity to almost take a step sideways and go to school and get to just be a normal person yeah. to experience what university is like as a university age student, while also having the hockey it benefited me. Like getting to play, getting to develop. And obviously the scholarships and all that come with it. I don't have to worry about, you know, the debt that comes with the university yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was a no brainer. Go to school, you know, go to school, set yourself up for after. And, you know, I kind of say I'm playing with house money at this point. Like I'm playing yeah. pro hockey. <laughs> I'm still messing around on Twitter. Like I'm having a blast and I can play pro for as long as I want, yeah. as long as my body allows. And then next, I still have, you know, a couple of degrees to fall back on. And yeah. you know, when I want to go into the real world, I call it like, it's going to set me up nice. Like the, the connections that I've made in hockey, the life experience, the soft skills that you get from hockey. Yeah. And then with the, you know, the actual degrees and the, I don't know, the accreditation <laughs> that I have from my, from my schooling. It'll are just you, work out well. Are your older siblings annoyed that you, you know, are living the dream that you've got uh, a lot going for you? 
No, not annoyed. <laughs> they're they're very proud of me. My eldest brother actually played NCAA. He played at University of Alaska Anchorage, and he still lives there to this day. So he's oh, the wow. one. Uh, so he's the one up there. It's the classic. Goes to Alaska to play hockey. Yeah. Meets the girl, wife, kids. Yeah. It's still, it's, it's still yeah. there. Yeah. It's like I mean. I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska. Beautiful. Very yeah. hard to get to. So, like, I, I rarely see my brother just because it's, like, yeah. it's a trek to get up to Alaska. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, like, maybe move to the lower 48. Maybe, <laughs> maybe come back to Canada so I can, you know, see you and you know, help, you know, watch your kids grow up. Watch the Liam I like watch. grow up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he so he played and he he's hilarious because he, his career came to an end like, it wasn't by his choice it just coach cut him and yeah. he decided to stay in school rather than try to transfer actually go play for the aces at that time they were still oh in, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the coast up in alaska but he decided you know what i'm gonna stay i still have my scholarship i'm just gonna stay get my degree uh so he'll text me about once a month especially when i was at school and he would just text me a random name that we used to know playing in a random league in europe you're better than this guy <laughs> what the hell like why is this guy playing on this team in this league and why yeah. are you doing that so he gets to, he like lives through me a little bit <laughs> oh, and he nice. loves it so he loves that i'm playing and he's yeah he's so proud of me i get texts from him he goes, yeah we were talking about being pro hockey players our entire life and you actually did it nice like, that's awesome yeah and he's so proud and his kids like his kids his one kid his old his stepson cohen thinks i am a god and he loves that i'm a hockey player yeah. I'm the coolest guy in the world but he doesn't believe that Zach, my brother, was good at hockey at one point because he's just like, he's just like a stepdad. He's just a nerdy, kind of overweight stepdad. And so this summer, they actually came down to Calgary and they had a nice week-long visit with everyone. And my my brother came out to me and said, like, can you tell Cohen that I'm actually good at hockey? Because he doesn't believe me. He only thinks you're good. And I was like, yeah, Cohen, like, you, like Zach, was, Zach was better than me. Like, Zach's a great player. He just wanted to be like, you know, he wanted to be a dad, like, got his degree. Like, he just couldn't play hockey anymore. It's like, no, no, he <laughs> he's not in the video game. He's not good. So my poor brother. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Like his all of his kids are getting into hockey now. Yeah, Liam's six, so he's doing the learn to play. And Olivia, his daughter's four. She's going to be the best out of all of them. <laughs> and then little Madden is, I think he's two, and he's running around with a mini stick and a little Mark Russell jersey running around terrorizing their house. So they're poor neighbors. But <laughs> I mean, another family of four kids. Like, but yeah, they're they're very supportive. They watch a lot of games. They're in Alaska, so they're a few hours behind. Yeah. And then uh, my siblings in Calgary, they're all supportive as well. Yeah. Like, you have brothers or sisters? Uh, another brother and a sister. A sister okay. A stepbrother and stepsister, but that's just getting too complicated. <laughs> but yeah, they all, they're all very supportive. <laughs> uh, my brother and sister in Calgary, they'll go to my dad's and watch, or they'll go to my mom's and watch, and they make a big event out of it. They'll make yeah. chicken wings and nachos and watch my games. So I'll get it like a FaceTime after. It's the three of them, you know, watching the game, talking yeah. about the game after, and they're you know they have their you know their beers their nachos their wings i'm like that sounds like more fun than actually playing. <laughs> you just get to go hang out and watch and listen to the broadcast yeah when you guys tell me that your parents are listening or watching that makes me more nervous than anything else because i hate getting the the the, the message from the mom or the dad why did you say this oh, I don't know. I, my mom's a big fan she, but she goes oh the broadcast they were they really liked you this game well <laughs> That's all that matters. Coach hated me, but you know, the broadcast <laughs> likes me, so that's good. I, yeah, it uh, doesn't happen. Very, actually, it's my tone that gets me in trouble with everybody because yeah. uh, Mama Petrozelli has called me out <laughs> just about my the tone that I use. It's not what I'm saying. Just it's the, the tone. tone. I don't know. I've heard. I got a report. Like, I've heard nothing but good things about the broadcast. Um, no, it's good. I didn't, actually, I didn't know where. The, like, I didn't know how many you know viewers we were gonna get on this podcast. Like how many people are listening to this yeah. this comments podcast? And I was like, well, they play it during the intermissions. So I'm like, oh god. <laughs> now I gotta say things that people are gonna, you know, people are 
going to hear it. People I know that are, are listening are going to hear it. So now I'm like, oh, God. I mean, but just, just know that I play that in the amount of time it takes me to go to the bathroom. So that's my bathroom break during the intermission. So we might get a third of the way through the Columbia story. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll just pick it up, you know, at a spot. And like, so you know when Shane gets back from the bathroom. Cause he can't. Yeah, he's still wiping his hand on the pants. You can hear the, the feedback from the mic. That's, that's awesome. Oh, it's been great. I mean, I'm having so much fun in Fort Wayne. Like, oh, I can tell. Yeah. Like three months into it, I feel like I'm a 10-year vet already. Right. I don't know how, well, yeah. how Petro does it. Like he's on game like 270 in a row. Yeah, I know. Are you not tired? <laughs> 30 games into my career, I'm like, oh my God, my hips are, I have a massage later today, just <laughs> using All-Star break because I'm dying. I don't know how people do this. Yeah, because you're not used to it. Yeah, And it does, it, it does feel like you have been around forever. And it's, it's it does, it, even to a, me. And it's a great feel. And I think that's a part of my personality where yeah. like, I mean, some vets and some older players will hear this and be like, I would have hazed, <laughs> I would have hazed this guy. He's way too comfortable for a first year. And that's just who I am. I am just yeah. comfortable in any situation. <laughs> why i can talk to strangers you know if you know the other day we're at we're at a pub and we needed another table and i just they're like ras go go get us another table like go meet go make friends and see if you can steal some chairs <laughs> 30 seconds later i had four chairs for us <laughs> and of course the girls laughed immediately because they didn't want to talk to me but <laughs> they're like what the girls laughed i'm like well we got the table they're like we wanted a two-way bad <laughs> so are you girl repellent apparently is that what i'm getting yeah i guess not. <laughs> i hope not <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Some guys do that. They have that vibe that, you know. I am not shy. So you're not. <laughs> I am not. I don't know if you could tell from the tone of this interview. I'm not a very shy person. I love talking. It's getting. You're a horrible wingman. Horrible wingman. I can tell. Let me pull back the fellow. <laughs> I tried the wingman for him one night, and it was just, I, I was just laughing. Because I, I couldn't keep a straight face with this guy. So I you're, you're dying laughing. He's like, yeah. <sighs> He's a, yeah. I, I could tell. I could tell Felly stories for hours. I mean, none of them would be able to go on air, but they're so funny. He's, well, like, we'll we'll uh, we'll have a paywall. We'll do the real one, and then we'll just you know we'll charge people. I don't know comments after hours. They're, exactly, comments millions. after dark it would make. Oh, make and, and that's the, I think that's the thing like the fans love. Like when you talk to when you see fans out, you know, at the end of the game when they're hanging out uh, by our dressing room getting autographs and whatnot. Some of them you go just get chatting with. Them. Yeah. You guys going to the bar tonight? Like, they want to know that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't tell you. Yeah. No, I'm going to, you know, go stretch, go stretch <laughs> and drink some water. But, like, I think that's content. Like, I mean, we're, we're sitting on a million-dollar idea here. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Well, I, I had one uh, – I did one with, with Sean Sidlowski last year, and, of course, we had been together for long, a decade, you know, so we just let it all out during one podcast. Of course, I couldn't let it – I had to edit it. Yeah. I've always made the joke. I'm like, someday I'll let that out. It's, it's in the vault that yeah. someday – I mean, that's how this nasty has his current job. Yeah. Like, I'm at, he was just an – I mean, maybe that's my career tra trajectory. A minor league player that's an idiot on Twitter, and now he's broadcasting on TNT. Yeah. He's one of the most famous names in hockey just because he let it fly right, on Twitter. Right, right. I mean, obviously, nowadays, you can't really let it fly the way he did. <laughs> but, man, a boy can dream. I think we we, we we made some progress here. Might have a career path. I, I mean – you want to talk about weird things that I've done. Last year, I broadcasted a Pee Wee AAA game as I was the radio announcer for it. Early. I got, they called our media department at our school, and they said, our normal color play-by-play -play -play guys yeah. are sick. Do you have anyone that would do it? And, of course, he comes finding me as your ass. Like, You're, we have a Pee Wee AAA game. It's the gold medal game. Are you willing to broadcast it? And I, was, I thought I was like going on as like an interview. I was like a UBI yeah. player, like doing like maybe color, maybe a little bit of analysis. Like, no, like you're doing the play by play. Here's the roster. Here's an iPhone taped to a 
tripod. <laughs> right. You're doing everything. And first, I'm sitting. I'm like, why does PB Triple A game need to be broadcasted? Like, what are we doing? But then I was so into it. I'm reading yeah. sponsors off of it, like doing the play by play. I was. I had a blast. But yeah, I had that to the resume. I was a color comment. I was a play by play guy for a day. Yeah. It is so hard. I have so much respect for you. I was exhausted after that game. And these were like these are Pee Wee. They're not moving very fast. Yeah. Like it's like oh, taking it up the ice. Still going up the ice. And turn it over. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine doing it at the speed that we play at. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, I, I do. I spend a lot of calories. People don't realize how much it does. I'm talking for three hours straight. Yeah. I mean, outside of playing this podcast and going to the bathroom. And I'm a guy who stands up and talks with his hands and does all this. I mean, I'm very animated. It's a hard, it's a hard job. And then, yeah, and then the parents blame us because maybe they get the name wrong once. Like, you, you do it. Come on, mom. I mean, she probably does. Knowing <laughs> my mom, my stepdad's probably listening to this right now. And it's like, you know she does that, right? <laughs> Watching the games. She's trying to coach. She's trying to manage. She's doing everything. Like, why, why, why did you not play the full two minutes of the power play? Well, we got some pretty good players on our team, Mom. And <laughs> I wish I could play all two, but well, it's, it's here, not here, conducive to success. Here's Ben's number. You can talk, talk to him. No, that would be the worst thing for my career <laughs> if my mom got Ben's number just in his ear. The intermission, she'd be like, you know, 13 minutes left. Mark would have scored that. <laughs> Why wasn't he on the ice? I love your mom already. Yeah, she's awesome. And she, I'm going to get in so much trouble if any of this airs. <laughs> oh, I don't edit this. This is all going out. So you're... Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait for that phone call. Has your mom been here? They've No, no. not yet. Um, yeah. They were, I think they're coming down. My dad and my brother, uh, my brother James that's in Calgary, they drove my car down. Uh, when I came back from Bakersfield, they drove here and then spent a weekend uh, early in the year. Uh, toured downtown, toured you know, the city, had some fun. And now it's my mom's turn. So my mom and sister, they were going to do Savannah. Cause it's just oh, a, yeah. I mean, fe- I don't know if you've been to Canada in February, but it's <laughs> awful. I have. So they're like, let's go to Savannah. Or like they were, they were thinking of the Allen trip, like just go yeah. somewhere warm, watch the games, get to see you. And it's just going from Calgary to Savannah. It's just a, it's a headache. It's, it's yeah, far. Yeah. So I think they're going to come to Fort Wayne. I, I was told probably March 4th. Uh, which is around my birthday. Mom and sister will come down for the weekend. Uh, I have crazy uncle that loves hockey, <laughs> who I'm also going to get in trouble for saying that. He, he'll, I imagine he'll come down on that trip through there. He's from Kingston, a big hockey fan. I've, I'm in a group chat with my mom and my uncle, and they just text throughout the game just what they think's going on. Yeah. And so after the game, I have 55 texts, and it's just basically a play-by-play <laughs> of what I was doing. Uh, once again, so supportive, and it's great to see him. But yeah, I think... Mom will come down. She said either either March or or, or playoffs, um, and you know I'm sure she'll love it. She's gonna fall in love with the town. My dad uh, thinks Janae is like the best person. Everyone ever. thinks Janae is because she is. She, it's, I mean, yeah. there was a clip on Twitter. Someone was filming her, and I'm on the ice because she was at the 100 level last yeah. game. And I turn around and I had to like catch myself because I was about to start watching. And I was like, <laughs> tie game in the third. Like focus. <laughs> She's awesome like she's so fun to watch i can't like i catch myself just like glancing up at the jump yeah a lot of like our in-game production is uh, it's hilarious the movie quotes yeah and they find the fan in the crowd that looks like him yeah the guy that does the truffle shuffle obviously janae's unreal yeah um they do such a good job and it's so hard as a player not to just sit and take it all in like try to have to actually focus on playing the game because you know every whistle it's they're trying to make the whole stadium laugh and i happen to be in that stadium yeah so and you love to laugh I do love yeah. to laugh. And it's per- it's right up my alley. The like right. movie quotes, like doppelgangers. I mean, the people that are upset when the doppelganger looks like him are usually <laughs> the ones where it's a 100% match. <laughs> oh, I don't look like that guy. 
Oh, I one last thing I got to ask about one 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 of your tweets. Oh god, one of your tweets. Which one? Did you really spend Canada Day listening to Nickelback all day? Yep, <laughs> CRTC. <laughs> so, yeah, for obviously there's probably not many Canadians down I'm listening to the Comets podcast, <laughs> but the CRTC it's like the rule that all radio and tele like telecommunications has yeah. to be 25 percent Canadian content. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my friend group and I, the geniuses that we are, decide. Uh, Canada, it's 100% CRTC. Everything yeah. has to be Canadian, and there aren't that many. Like, there's not much Canadian music. It's, Nick, it's like Nickelback. You've got it's like the drummer from. Uh, oh, you've got Rush. You've got, got Rush. A whole, uh, Simple Plan. Yeah. Some 41. Like Justin Bieber, but screw that guy. <laughs> this guy, he's Ontario. It's pretty much the state. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I spent I spent Canada Day just listening to Nickelback on the golf course. And someone was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> and I was having this, uh, incredible, I've had this conversation like three days ago. Like, No one actually hates Nickelback. It was just cool to hate Nickelback for yeah. uh, like a stretch yeah. of there in like 20, about 20, yeah. you know, 2010. They're phenomenal. They're great music. And Chad Kroger was married to Avril Lavigne, another Canadian sweetheart. Like, how can you not love them as like a denim jacket wearing, you know, blue collared Canadian guy? So yeah, I spent my Canada. We spent our Canada's doing all Canadian content. <laughs> Uh, Nickelbacks, I mean, they're from Alberta. How can they not? Like That's them? right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I guess yeah. this this is the story that I was told, and I believe it, and because I want to believe it. <laughs> but the small town they're from, Hannah, they would go to A and W, you know, fast food restaurant, buy their coffee for a loony, and they'd get their Nickelback because it would only cost ninety five cents. Yeah, and that's why they're Nickelback. That's the story. That's I a was great told. story. That's the story I was told. No, yeah. Who knows if it's true? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Ninety five cool cent coffee in the small town they're from. Yeah. Here's your Nickelback. Boom. Mega hit, most famous people in Canada, <laughs> rock star, unreal, great song. Well, hopefully we're gonna make Mark Russell the most <laughs> famous man in Canada after this. People are gonna understand my <laughs> sense of humor now that I got a platform to explain it. Because it takes a while. It was a joke in the room. Like, it takes a month to figure out when you're serious <laughs> and when you're sarcastic. Because I'm like, I would say things sarcastically, but I say it as serious as I can. Yeah, and it it's hard to find. Well, it's hard to I, I feel there needs to be an episode of this podcast with you hosting. I should be out of the picture. Yeah, if you want to take a vacation, I oh. think I think I'm going to have to take an episode off. I figure out which guy I'd want P on the team. Figure to out who you want to interview. Play the, oh, I could. You know who I would have terrorized is Sam Harvey. I miss him <laughs> so much. He's just this innocent, cute little Canadian, French Canadian goalie. Like his English is good, not great. And we were we had a great dynamic, but I would just if I had if we were switched spots and Sam Harvey was sitting here, that poor guy. <laughs> I'd have so much fun. We'll have to make that happen. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. We'll uh we'll say that that's the end here for at least for today's episode. <laughs> Thank you very much. I had a blast. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I don't know how we got Jorts and Nickelback into the same conversation, but we did. What a great episode that was. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, because that was a lot of fun. I want to thank Mark for coming on in and doing that, and we might have to do that again. So uh, a, great, a great episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and go back and listen to some of the back episodes as well if you get a chance, uh, but uh, enjoy this one. And we'll have a new episode of the Huntington University Comments Podcast coming up real soon.